Welcome, guys, to a new episode of the Analytics for You podcast. This is a space to talk about technology, digital solutions, and analytics in the healthcare fields. My name is Mariel Montero. I'm here with Ruben and Michael. How are you doing, guys? Hey, Mariel. I'm doing really well today. Uh, I feel like I'm repeating uh, every time that I'm just saying I'm doing really well, but luckily I haven't had any you know, sicknesses or anything lately. So yeah, I feel well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is on a Friday. We are we are uh, recording on a Friday uh, in the afternoon. So, uh, you know, my body's already smelling the weekend, uh, but it's going to be a busy weekend for me. So I'm, I may not get too much rest. How, how about you, Michael? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking and, and very happy to be here. As you said, it is Friday and, and I am very excited. My weekend mm-hmm. is it, <laughs> not going to be like yours. Uh, I'm planning to do some some mountain biking again, so so I'm very excited for the weekend again. Cool. How about you, Mario? I feel good. I had stayed at home in the weekend. I had to. I'm happy to hear that we <laughs> with you guys. Um, guys, as a child, do you imagine yourself doing what you do today? Oh, that's a good question, Mariela. I'll let, I'll let Michael answer that one first. <laughs> you see, you see, I had had many professions uh, throughout my life. I have <sighs> been in the military. I have been in the medical field. I have been in the administration in the medical field. Now I'm in the technology side of the house and, 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 and to be completely honest I, I I just go with the flow when I was a little kid I wanted to be um, a lawyer out of all things and and when I found out that lawyers have to defend their clients regardless of of uh, you know what they have done I, I decided that that was not the route that I was gonna take <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a very ethical person so so lawyer was not the profession for me. <laughs> I also, in a sense, go with the flow like you, Michael. Uh, but I, but I think I, I knew pretty early on that I wanted to be somewhere in business, even though it took me a long time to to realize it. So, uh, being now uh, where where I am in the sense of uh, running a business, owning a business, that's definitely. Uh, where I envisioned myself to be. Uh, I grew up in, in Puerto Rico. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. And, and my, my major dream was to, at some moment in time, move to the United States and, and live there. Now, that it, it didn't come tied with what I wanted to be, which is kind of what Mariel is asking, you know, what was my dream? So the dream really was to be in the United States. And if that meant, you know, being a lawyer or a doctor or a business person, uh, it, it didn't quite uh, matter to me, but uh, as I grew a little bit older, uh, and I still mean like in my teens, uh, I had already been doing certain things that could, you know, kind of point me into the business direction. But I did go to college thinking that I was going to be in, in pre-med, and I think it was around the third year of of uh, college that I that's when I kind of started realizing, okay, I need to 
I, I need I, I, my passion lies somewhere in the in the business side, and it happened to be in the technology side of business. So that's when I kind of switch over to computers, IT. Uh, I combined it with entrepreneurship, and uh, so I I ended up studying, you know, formally studying how to run businesses and and how to how to set it, set them up, and and you know what were the techniques to try to make them successful. And so you guys know you you talk to me every day, and you and you hear you know that everything I I kind of learned I I really took it seriously in the sense that I want to see it applied. I want to I want to see it happen. Uh, on a daily basis of course some of the things that are in books you know are easier said than done and some of them don't even apply because some of the books are old and some of the books say things that you know were applicable at the time that they were reading and they're not necessarily applicable today uh, but uh, I, I did take it seriously and I do enjoy it a lot uh, the, the best part of business is doing things like what we're doing today is it gives you the ability to be innovative, to to try things out. Uh, some companies don't allow that or don't even think that way. But I think uh, the way that we do it uh, here at, at the ISS is, uh, is one of the better ways where we get to explore, we get to practice, we get to fail uh, in a somewhat safe environment, right? At the end of the day, we can't fail too often because then we'd be out of business. But uh, we certainly can can encourage it, and and that's uh, that's in essence that is definitely my dream, uh, Mariel. The fact that we can do things like that and and uh, this. So mm -hmm. thanks for the question. How about you? The beautiful dreams. When I was a child, I bring uh, being in cardiologist. I always play that I was a doctor or a writer. I love creating a new imaginary world in a notebook, mm, but, but we are here living other dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and well, uh, Mariel, you are creating, you know, a, a lot of a lot of new worlds. Uh, we are indeed, you know, in, in this new world of social media and things like that. Uh, you are creating all the posts, you know, for Facebook and Instagram and all, the, all those communications that we make. Uh, for this, as well as uh, you've from the start been part of this podcast, and uh, I'm glad to hear that because mm -hmm. I think that ties right into this. Perfect, mm -hmm. that's great. Thank you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's get into it. Can you tell me what's the add value that this analytics bring to the company? For example, what are some of the reports? the application provides. Go ahead, Michael. Okay, <clears throat> somebody had just recently, we have developed a, a very specific report that one of our clients um, asked us for. Um, it was for the mammography and sonomammography uh, variations of, of their operations. And, and fun fact, before we start going in that route, I just wanna say that uh, breast cancer is the number one um cancer in, in women the most recurrent and and so um we take uh, we take a reports and, and the quality of what we do very serious because it's not just numbers there is a person behind a number and want to make sure that all the reports are, are are accurate and are delivered on time the sonomamo report is actually a report that we 
they did not envision having uh, originally. And, and really, I think that's part of the power of the, of the this analytics tool is that it allows us to create things that weren't uh, originally envisioned and that they come to be based on the necessities of the, of the customers. This uh, particular report tries to address the very normal inconsistencies that happen between a diagnostic center and a contracted radiologist for that diagnostic center. Most diagnostic centers, centers do not have the, uh, 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 a in-house radiologist for reading uh, mammography cases, whether they're from ultrasound or whether from MRI or whether they're from uh, an X-ray mammography study. They usually contract that out. And in contracting that out, that radiologist is usually keeping manual track of the studies that they've, that they've read for them. And the center is also usually keeping manual track of the studies that they were supposed to have been read from them. With this report, we eliminate those inconsistencies in that a radiologist may claim, and rightly so, by the way, nobody's saying that, that they are right or wrong. In fact, we expect them to be right, but they may be claiming that there's 100 studies, whereas the diagnostic center may be claiming 97. And that happens as is usual with data because everybody has a different perception of what they should be counting. So now with the Sonomamo report, everybody's reading from the same base, from the same area. Everybody agrees that the data it should be coming from a particular location and that it's as, as real as it's gonna get. So we created that report and, uh, to, and now these centers and their radiologists are looking at the same data. They're looking at it graphically at first, but then they can also export the data. So we can show you in a graphic way how many studies have been read through the year, through the month, through the week, or through a specific date range that can be picked inside of the application. And the validation of that data, which is the critical part, right, for everybody to agree that, that it is correct, can be uh, obtained by downloading the report. When you download the report, then you get an Excel file where every single one of those uh, patients that were read gets uh, shown inside inside of the report so that allows everybody to be on the same page the radiologist can say yes i remember you know this this 97 uh cases and the center says yes those are the 97 uh, uh cases that we've uh also built through to our to our um insurance company so the power again being and that's goes directly to the question that you asked marielle the power of, uh, of this analytics is that now everybody has common ground. Now everybody agrees on the validity of the data and eliminates disputes. And of course, it allows you to see uh, these things and, and validate them in a way that isn't just a graphical way, but you can also do it by exporting uh, a file. And, and just like you said, Ruben, um, it provides a common ground for, for all parts, for the provider, for the institution, to have a to have a comment once again to, not to I don't mean to be redundant here but um, 
to be clear, to, to avoid misunderstandings. And, you know, uh, uh, as a team, we, we don't want that. We want everyone to perform at, at, at the highest levels. And, and, and when we speak about reimbursement, once again, and we're speaking about money and, and we want to make sure that, that all parties are happy with, with the outcomes. I didn't know how versatile are the reports that this analytics is able to provide. Without this report, the data will have to be extracted manually. And it's, it's impressive or the inconsistence that we are able to prevent. Okay. Indeed, Mariel. That's the power of uh, these analytics, okay? You don't have to uh, extract data manually, and it is impressive, all the inconsistencies that you can prevent. Well, this analytics provides you also this time with this data in real time. So once again, you don't have to spend that much time to know uh, how the operation is going at any time. And by now, you by now, you should all know that Michael likes to harp on the real-time area. I tend to forget how valuable that is, Michael, my bad, but you're right. The real-time is, is really where the power is. Thank you, Guy. This is a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening to us today. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Goodbye. See you all later. Goodbye. Thank you.